I'm Emma G. Rose. I'm Shell Shearer. We're indie authors. And this is Indie Book Talk. Hello and welcome back to a special audio-only version of Indie Book Talk. We are here with L.L. Smith, author of Healers 2, who is being super cagey about identity, apparently, because not only do we not have video, but we also only have initials. So do with that what you will. I totally wanted to do video too, but the tide was just not in our favor there. (laughs) (laughs) The muses want you to stay mysterious a little bit longer. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's not great for building an image, but if the universe doesn't want you to see me just yet, then I guess we just got to hide for a little while. (laughs) Yeah. Your moment will come and you'll burst onto the scene and I, I have to, we were joking before we started recording uh, because you said that you're the author of Healers 2. And I asked, is there a Healers 1? Um, and we all thought it would be hilarious, dear listeners, if uh, we <laughs> wrote a series out of order uh, and then just didn't <laughs> release particular books in the series just to really confuse people. And like Shelly thought that would yeah. be mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It'd be creative, at least. I, I I would get a kick out of it, but boy, would the fandom just the not angry like mail that you would get would just be insane. <laughs> oh, it'd be off the charts. Just like what it's were almost you thinking? worth it for a publicity stunt, really? <laughs> right? Yeah. But then honestly. after a while, after like three years, you can release that missing book for like seven hundred dollars. Like, right? Just the single book. manuscript, not even like a published book. <laughs> Everyone will argue about if it's real or if it's been faked. It doesn't exist. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. Okay, what are we talking about? Wait, hold on. So, LL, <laughs> tell us a little bit about this book, Heroes 2. Uh, Healers 2? We... That, that's what I said. You, just you said big. Heroes, I thought. You're right, I did. It... <laughs> Good cover. Good cover. Yeah. I just I haven't written that one yet. She's she's uh, a little oh, far in the future. Ah. Oh, that's it. You write a whole series with all the all the words, the first, all the titles, the first letter is the same, and then they're all number two. There Heroes you go. Two, Heroes 2, <laughs> Helpers 2. That wouldn't be confusing at all. No, that would anyway, not confuse anybody. Tell us about this book that I absolutely know the title to, which is Healers 2. Yeah, absolutely. So um, obviously, it's going to be the sequel to the first Healers novel. It is kind of what I would like to consider an epic fantasy. It follows like a school of people who live kind of out in a community that's kind of in the middle of nowhere, and it's surrounded by what they call this dark forest. And mysterious figures continually attack this school from within the dark forest. And for years, they've just kind of sat around and like defended themselves, of course, but just kind of let these attacks happen and never really thought anything of it. And then finally, in the first book, a group of students decide that they're going to stand up and they're going to venture off into the forest and figure out, like, what the heck's going on here and why do we keep getting attacked? And then the discoveries they make in the first book bleeds into the second book as they are now under attack by a whole new faction of beings, also from within the forest. And so they have to raid this foreign village that is deeper within the forest And that's kind of what follows the second book is kind of how they find this new being and then their interactions with that, then their people. Cool. Uh, So this is your third book, though, even though it's the second in the series. Technically, it's my fourth. So when we first set this interview up, I only had three published works. 
And I did not think Healers 2 was ever going to be released because it just had setback after setback after setback. But I think it's been out for two months now, so it's still pretty fresh. Awesome. Awesome. So four books. You only have two under your author in Amazon. Why don't you have the other two listed? No way, Jose. Way? Yeah, that's weird because like I totally keep that updated. Like I just checked it the other day because I had to put my Kindle Vela series on there. And I swear that they were all there, but I, so the problem is, is I only ever view it from like the owner of the page and not as a guest. So that happens to me a lot. Like I'll have guests look me up or something and they'll tell me, Oh, Hey, by the way, healers one says it's for like grade 12 or whatever. And I'm just like, Oh, okay. That's cool. It's supposed to be young adult, but all right. So yeah, I'll have to look into that and figure out why. So what to show up on my oh, author page? Then. Okay. So I, I think it might be because you, yeah, now I do. I, so you have an L space L Smith and an L no space L Smith listed as the uh, author. That's two weird. different ways. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So pro tip listeners, if you are an author and you are publishing your things, pay attention to the med- metadata that you're entering in the back end because stuff like this happens all the time. Yeah. I have, I have books <laughs> listed as though I, I had them for a while listed as though I was two authors because some of my listings are Emma G with a period and some of them are Emma G with no period because the uh-huh. G doesn't stand for anything. So I think the period's silly. But then <laughs> right, everyone else right. thinks there should be a period. So you should like be aware because you never know when some weird thing like that will result in someone like Shelly only seeing two instead of four of your books. When I actually see a fifth, there's a Kindle Vela series also. Yeah, yeah. That's what I say. When I updated it, it was, I was updating it to put the Kindle Vela series on there. And that's, that's why I was like, it should be up to date because I just put that thing on there. But, Can we talk about your covers for a minute? Because yeah, I find sure. them really interesting. Who is doing your cover art? So it's somebody different every time. I am very big about supporting. I shouldn't say somebody different every time. Both the healers were done by the same person. But I support local art. And so the very first book I ever wrote, The Expedition of Hope, was written by a coworker of mine. And then he was just like someone who does watercolor paints and stuff. And I'd been really familiar with his work. And I was like, hey, you know, I just wrote a book and I like to support local art. Would you do my cover for me? And he and he did that. And I was really happy with how it turned out. And then the second book cover would have been the original Healers book. And that one I also had done with a coworker. So at this time I was working two jobs. And so the first book was a coworker from job A. And the second book was a coworker from job B. And then the third book, Dusty Little Wastelanders, is actually a photograph. I had a friend who's really deep into photography and he lives out in California and Dusty Little Wastelanders takes place primarily in the desert. So I was like, hey, could you get me a cool photograph of like a white cowboy hat in the desert? And that's what he gave me. And that was the first cover that I did that like fully wrapped around the whole book. And I loved mm-hmm. it so much. I did that again with Healers 2. So I went back to the same artist of Healers 1 who was from Job B and said, hey, I want a landscape this time instead of a portrait. And... That is how that one was born. Although Healers 2 had a lot more hands in the pot than any of the other ones did because I outsourced the title as well. I was doing that myself previously, but I wanted to see what it would look like if I had like an actual graphic designer do the title. And then I also outsourced the actual characters that are in the scene there because I just thought that they would look cool if, if done in a different art style. So oh, yeah, that is my so cover stories. An artist 
you had an artist do the background and you had an artist do a separate artist do the figures. Yes. So I had one artist do the landscape background and then another artist do this, the figures and then another artist do the actual text. <gasps> the back. Oh my gosh. Sorry. I just, I, I just opened it so that I could <laughs> see the front and the back of healers too. And guys, if you do nothing else today, go um, find this book on Amazon and flip <laughs> all the way to the back because it's, I, I won't spoil it, but it's great. It's great. <laughs> I do love the back cover. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fun surprise. I enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad you got a kick out of that. <laughs> While we're on the subject of art. Yeah. Because we've already established that you have four books, uh, Kindle, Vela series. I think there's a, a maybe something else in there, but also uh, a cartoon. Yes. Yes, ma'am. I have a cartoon. <laughs> that would be Compression Man. Tell me more words. Compression Man. Yes, Compression Man. So um, originally, Compression Man was an animation that I had started back in high school. And it's based completely around inside jokes between me and my friends. I, back then, I had like a bit of like an online community through gaming. So it was like Xbox 360 was, was the console I have at the time. And I had met all these friends on Xbox, and we would just spend all summer together playing games and talking about dumb things. And I had one friend in particular. The actual money amount always gets extrapolated now with time, and I can't remember. But we were super young back then, so it was probably like 100 bucks or something silly. But he spent like a large amount of money on compression shorts. And we would always hound him and be like, man, those things better like give you superpowers or something to be worth the money or whatever. And so (laughs) that's how the whole concept of it was born, because I had just downloaded an animation process or an animation software called Pencil. And I wanted to do something with it, but I didn't know what. And I had this inside joke and I was like, what the heck? And so it all started way back then. And I wound up making probably 50 episodes on my own of that. But like the quality was was much less than than the episode you guys are familiar with because so that was back in 2012 that I started it and here we are 2022 and so that would be a whole decade later and I was like cool I should do like an a one year or a 10 year anniversary special of this thing so I redid the first 3 episodes but I actually outsourced the animation this time so that it could be better quality. But I did like all the voicing myself. I still did all my original like scripting and I edited most of it together. And so, yeah, that's, that's Compression Man. So important question. What is Compression Man's super ability? Uh, I think a better question is what can't he do? Because like by episode 50, he's, he's pretty much covered all the bases. (laughs) (laughs) And there's like things where it's like, it was not, very professionally written at all. It was just supposed to be stupid, fun stuff. And so there'll be like a scene, I think in like episode 13, where he conveniently gains the power to like shoot laser beams because he's all tied up and can't do anything else. And he's like, ah, I've never had this power before, but and it works. And so, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's different powers depending on the color of the compression pants. We don't. There know. you go. Yeah. That would be a fabulous way to like diversify it. <laughs> oh shoot so yep. uh yes diversify that's a, that's a good transition word because it seems like you do a lot of different things you're yes. writing like superhero comics and you have a whole channel on youtube and you have all yes. these books so like what's 
let's get to the heart of this. Like, who are you? Why do you do this? Tell us. Explain. (laughs) I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if I'm just like a glutton for punishment or something. But I just have this creative mind and I tackle these impulses to create things and then hope that people will enjoy them. I have really have been all over the place with this. And like, I don't like to brag or anything like that. But so yes, I have the four novels. And I also have a cartoon. And I've written like music before. And I've recorded music. And I'm doing a radio show for my serialized story. And I've written a whole season's worth of a serialized story. And I bounce all over the place. And like, it satisfies my creative itch. But it really makes it hard to like advertise anything because like that's what you you sit down and you talk to someone and they're like, well, I see that you have this, but you also have that and you have this. Like, what are we actually talking about here? And I'm like, I don't know, but let's let's just talk, you know. (laughs) So branding is really hard. Branding is like, yeah, virtually impossible. (laughs) And it's like really what I should do is probably just pick one. And stick to it. Like, I could still do the other no, things. There's but no fun like, in that. I know. You can't do all the things. Uh, yeah. And that's what it's like. I, I want to do all the things. And, like, hopefully one of them takes off. And my thought process is when that happens, then the other things will kind of take off with it. It's like, someone finds my books, and then they'll also find the radio show, or they'll also find the cartoons, or maybe they'll find the cartoons first, vice versa. And then, like I said, just hopefully it all just ends up in one package. Somehow. Somehow. So are you trying to sort of put it all under Latchdown Productions? Yeah, it's actually pronounced Lockdown Productions. I apologize, Lockdown Productions. You're perfectly fine. But yeah, and so, and that's like, that's always just been something that I've enjoyed and like trying to funnel it through the YouTube channel. But like, I don't have an immense amount of success there. I've almost had more success on like Instagram and traditional social medias like that than I have on there. But like being able to have that voice on YouTube still feels more official, I guess, if you will. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that would be like the, the blanket. Like if I were to have like a production company, it would be lockdown Productions since I'm doing so many different varieties of things but then like whenever i list myself as a writing credit it's always ll smith so like on the new episode of compression man the writing credits all go to ll smith which is my pen name but then like the production of the actual cartoon is considered to fall under the umbrella of lockdown productions got it yeah that actually seems like a pretty I mean, I know you said branding's an issue but i feel like you do have a brand right you have this sort of overarching if I had to categorize it, you know, kind of comedic, heroic sort of thing going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A creative label. I mean, yeah. it covers yeah. all the creations. Yeah, yeah. And that was kind of the goal is, is to have there be that umbrella where you can find a little bit of everything that I dabble into. So like, and I have like samples of audiobooks for various books on there and all sorts of stuff. So it's like, if you wind up there, you kind of get a little bit of everything. So you've done the audio for your own books as well. I have, although I have not completed any of them. (laughs) (laughs) Do you find it really challenging? I guess. Yes. Well, I, I love recording audio and like, like I said, I do the, I do the radio show. I do music. I really enjoy it. And I almost always get in over my head, I think. So like with the very first book, I wanted to do like an old timey radio show with it. So I found this cool static effect 
And I ran my voice through a processor that made it sound like it was on like a 1940s radio. And I did all this stuff. And I maybe got, I think, eight chapters in. I even hired a female voice actor to play like the female parts of the story. So I voiced everyone and then she would voice all the females. But I think I got eight chapters in and the effects really started to annoy me. And I was Mm. like, I would not want to listen to this for what was eight chapters in was already probably, I think, eight to 12 hours worth of content. And I was like, I would not want to just sit and listen to this for that long. And so that one died there. Um, Healers one never did start. Um, That was just a weird time when I had finished it. I was working on building my house at the time. And so I was just like, you know what? I am busy enough. I'm not going to do that. I have recorded technically two variants to Dusty Little Wastelanders. Um, I did the traditional recording and I think I got five chapters in on that and then I did what I was what I was deeming like a recording like experience if you will where I would just go find a neat place to read a chapter of this book and I would go read a chapter and then I probably got 12 or so into that one before it just kind of dropped off and then healers 2 I it just came out and so I haven't gone down that path yet well, maybe you could release an album that's like <laughs> one chapter from each of your right? books. Here's a compilation of the books that I've written. <laughs> you don't get and- a finished story at all, but it'll get you started. <laughs> Emma is I'm all like- about the chaos today. Right? I am. I'm, I, I'm just chaos theory all over the place. And I am so like um, – like stubborn in the fact like because the people are like just outsource it just outsource it they're like we get it you're doing so many other things and you don't have time for it but i was like yeah but i love to record vocals and and do that kind of stuff so i i absolutely refuse to outsource it now here i am like four books deep and do not have a single audiobook released i mean you you, you'll get there or you'll release my amazing idea And I won't even charge royalties. I, I okay, just, I cool. It's, yeah. It's so yeah, good. Royalty free. Royalty free. Seriously, though, coming back to that first endeavor with all the effects and stuff, I, I feel mm-hmm. like I've heard that before from people who, you know, even like a, a small thing, like the new Terry Pratchett audiobooks that uh, Penguin, I think, is releasing now. Mm-hmm. They have, he has, he has this thing that he did through all his books where he has footnotes. Yeah, and the footnotes are frequently hilarious, and any <laughs> audiobook worth their salt includes the footnotes for Terry. Okay, Fox, yeah, right? yeah. And in old versions, the reader who did the regular text would just do the footnote, and it it usually you could tell it was a footnote, but he didn't like say, "Oh, footnote," you know, he just read it, right? Right? right. He just read it. The new books that they're doing now, there's like a sound effect and it, and it's a different voice. And oh, that's cool. Like, well, yeah, it is. The first few. Uh-huh. And then the sound effect starts to be like, okay, we get it. It's a whole different person. You could have just <laughs> let the other person talk. Yeah, yeah. And I so get that. And so I feel like it's not just you. I feel like that's like <laughs> a, that's a problem in audiobooks that things that are cool in one chapter or in a short story – Right, right. Annoying. <laughs> and it, it really is its own recording medium, too, because it is so incredibly long form, like mm-hmm. with just like a small little recording, all these effects and, and things might be flashy and, and fun to listen to. But yeah, when you start talking about listening to something for hours on end, I, I like for me, it, I was just like, I feel like this is going to get exhausting for anybody who 
picks this poor audiobook up. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're getting to the end of our time, and I don't want to end on not finished audiobooks. So, yeah, do you have yeah. <laughs> any other projects in the works that people might want to keep an eye out for? Gosh, well, the biggest one right now would probably be the radio show. So my serialized story, which is available on Kindle Vela, is entitled Wig. And it is about a deaf teenager who gains the ability to hear through a cochlear implant. And in doing so, he becomes kind of like a music fanatic. And so it, the story, it's built like a sitcom. And if you go and read any of these shorts that I have, it, they're all written in script format. And so it kind of follows the various shenanigans that Wig and his friends get into over the course of his eighth grade year. And so that's like the serialized story of itself and the scripts are available on Kindle Vela. But then I'm going to actually record it into a radio show, which I will host through basically any podcast forum that I can get it on. Cool. And so that's the biggest kind of project that I have going on presently right now. And I've got like the cool. first episode recorded, but I'm going to bank a couple before I actually release it. So I don't have an actual date yet. But yeah, that's probably the biggest thing I've got going on. So how okay. far along is the serialized novel right now? It's done. I did the first oh, okay. season of 24 episodes. And so it is complete. It is not complete on Vela. They're releasing every Wednesday. And I think we're 15 episodes in now, somewhere around there. Awesome. So if people want to keep track of this and check out this radio show when it goes live, where can they find you on the interwebs? I would say my YouTube channel, Lockdown Productions, would be the best place to find me. I will be posting the episodes on there as well. Um, and then, of course, they're available on um, I've, any platform that, that I can get them on. I know I'm definitely going to go with like Audible, Amazon Music, Spotify. I'm new to the podcast scene. Like, I don't listen to podcasts myself and until I started deciding that I was going to make one. And I was like, I should probably figure out what I'm getting into. <laughs> And, and then so, you get sucked in and there's no turning back. <laughs> there is no turning back. It is a very dark, dark, wonderful place. <laughs> Pro tip, if you publish on Anchor, it will distribute to most of those platforms. And I think So just- I am on um I I have a service that claims to do that. I can't remember what it's called right now, but okay. like I had to like go and set up an account on all of those services first. And then I'm good to go. But like setting up the accounts and getting the pre-approvals is what's been kicking my butt. And like I have like that's what's like I think I submitted it to like 12 different places and like three of them are still like thinking about it. Four of them accepted it and the other six are just MIA or however that math comes out. So, yeah, Shelley, it's just did been we have to do that? Yes. Oh, see, I didn't I didn't do that technical setup. Part. <laughs> <laughs> that was Shelly. So Shelly feels my pain then. Shelly <laughs> also handles the YouTube piece of our, which we, we have been putting up YouTube episodes of our, our podcast when we have video podcasts. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That too, well, so darn. No video this time. No video this time, but we, we'll, we'll make something work. Just animate yeah. us. Yeah, there we go. You that would be awesome. <laughs> so just- In your... In your spare time. In my spare time, I will animate (laughs) this interview. Boy, howdy, would that be rough. But I I would do something like that, too. We'll send you pictures of us so you, like, know. Or you can go to our YouTube channel, check it out, you know, see what it's like. Or or you could make us squirrels. Make you squirrels. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Not even people. I want to be a dinosaur. Okay. Okay. So you can be a dinosaur. Shelly will be a squirrel. And I'll figure out what I'll be. 
Hang now, on now, if I'm going to choose, though, I'd really probably go Red Panda over Squirrel, but you oh, know, that's okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to put a squirrel in there somewhere. So you I'll be the find squirrel. It. I'll find it. Okay. I don't want to be a squirrel, though. We could just have a squirrel run across the screen yeah. a couple it of just times. Randomly, randomly runs squirrel. across and be like, boom, squirrel. Yeah. And you'll yeah. have a little thing pop up that goes, boom, squirrel. <laughs> boom, squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of that dog from Up. Who like oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh shoot. shoot okay. Shoot. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, yeah, thanks for go having check me. Check out LL Smith on the YouTubes and everywhere else. And uh, yeah, yeah, we'll keep you updated on the animated version of our show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, to be announced. Uh, release release date pending. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold your breath. Yeah, yeah, definitely don't do that.